episode number 16 of the Downsize with Style podcast to help you create a happy home and refine your new lifestyle. My name is Bettina. I'm an interior stylist and I help empty nesters who are planning to downsize to get rid of all their clutter and stuff to overcome their procrastination and stay organized and focused along the way to eventually achieve a stylish and functional home in a more compact space. Today I'm here with Conway Stensness, founder and director of Relax and Move, a relocation business based on Sydney's northern beaches. And if you keep listening, you will learn how to make your move as relaxed and least stressful as possible. Good morning, Conway. How are you today? Oh, good morning, Bettina. I'm well. Thank you very much. That's great. So you help people to move into their new home, which is exciting on one hand, but can also be quite overwhelming the closer the date of the big move gets. I've actually recently um, come across an article in the um, Australian Financial Review which um, said that downsizing is one of the major causes for anxiety and depression amongst Australians. It's estimated that 3 million Australians are suffering anxiety and depression because of a too stressful lifestyle and no downtime at all. So downsizing is one of these um, major causes. That's quite alarming, isn't it? <laughs> yes, Alarming, not surprising though, having had the experience that we've had in the removals industry, absolutely. It's a big call for some people. All right, so um, so you told me you help empty nesters as well when they downsize, so you help them move to um, smaller houses or retirement villages. What are your experiences maybe? or Yes, the, the empty nesting aspect of removals is is just part of the whole accumulation cycle of removals. People seem to accumulate a lot for various reasons along the way. And then, of course, when the children have left or, indeed, the house becomes too big to look after, it's time to start getting something a little bit more manageable. We do help people a lot with this. So, um, how does that work? What's your typical job? What does it involve? Maybe you can explain a bit. Well, often, interestingly, people call us up and ask if we, because they may have bought another smaller unit or some such, and they're asking if we've got availability on specific dates. So, and that begins the conversation and they're often unsure of what, how much is actually going to be moved or, or could you come around and have a look and then we can get there or this might be going to the tip or this might be going to my aunts or this might be going to my children. Uh, we're not quite sure how much of this we're going to keep. Or we're, we're trying to sell this and we're trying to do that. This is quite typical. So obviously uh, the idea is to give them some sort of price on what it costs. It does become a bit difficult at times. So basically, they don't have really a plan when they call you. So what, I mean, you could just say, well, it all, that, to move everything is that much. But do you then help them to sort their stuff out? Like, or do you give them any yes. advice? Or? Yes, we, 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 we give them a lot of advice. In general, first off, uh, they, a lot of people keep things for emotional reasons. And and often that's not the best idea because 
some of the things they want to keep for emotional reasons can be quite large things. It might be actually better to just to take a photograph of that and keep it on their iPhones. Um, the same emotions will come out. Uh, sometimes people are moving furniture, which really um, is well past its used-by date. They need to restyle, get a new lease on life, um, and feel good about themselves at the same time. Mm. So in terms of what we do, yeah, we're often uh, – I can make an example of a recent job we did with a very large house of people – this particular people had lived in for quite some time, decades, uh, brought up their children, um, and they had actually gone a little bit past the typical use, or if you like, the, the typical stage in life when people are empty nesting, they were moving into uh, um, a retirement village, uh, which was smaller. So we actually took a lot of, we helped them sort through a lot of rubbish, made suggestions that this wasn't worth keeping. That's and we took two truckloads to the tip, uh, and oh, <laughs> and uh, and yeah, and, and a lot of other things. They were a very lovely couple, very charitable couple. We took we took a lot of furniture to to um, to the likes of St. Vinnie's and um, and other stuff. Made suggestions that you know it might work in a new house and it might not. Well, I didn't know. So you bring, you also include in your services to get stuff to the tip to basically help them to. Yeah, sort that. yeah it's right across the board, oh my God. And, and it's but it, the it's that emotional attachment that people yeah. have, which is interesting. And and apart, so apart from that end of the scale, then, then of course we, one of the interesting things is when people pack, they they become. Uh, sidetracked emotionally with, with everything so it takes a week for them to pack yeah. the house which typically would, might take us a day so uh, because we have an objective view of things and and we we know furniture we understand furniture we look after furniture and we appreciate good furniture uh, but, but but when somebody owns a piece of furniture they have a lot of emotional attachment with it mm. which we don't have yeah, care exactly. about it, but, yeah. but we don't have that, that attachment. Yeah, dealing with the emotional side of things, that's one of the major challenges, I think, what what I've realized as well when yes. talking to um, empty nesters. So what, um, if you help people to sort out their stuff, basically, so what are your tips for them to prioritize what to keep? So what do you tell them? Why should they keep this and not that? Or Well, it, I, I think then... Obviously, they start with the basics. From they've got to look at the size and and space of their new place mm. and and the reasons they're moving there. Typically, they, they people move to to a smaller place. They're downsizing. They're empty nesting because it's a lower maintenance situation. Well, furniture requires maintenance too. So the more you if I may use the word stuff into a place, the more maintenance you've got once again. There's more dusting, there's more cleaning, there's more moving things around all the time. Now, the so, but obviously we need things to sit on, we need tables to eat off, we need often something to put the television on. There's the functional, functional aspects of life. 
So what do you actually need? How many guests do you frequently have? Do you need that eight-seater dining table? How often does everyone mm. come around for Christmas dinner? And or if you're having a barbecue, are people happy to stand or sit on this stool or whatever? Mm. Do you necessarily need the big things that you once needed? That, um, so that that's the first aspect, and then and then deciding which pieces to keep and which pieces to to move aside somehow. Then the quality obviously comes into it. Is it is a is it a good piece of furniture, or should it be put onto the side of the road? And then of course style is is a big issue. Is it going to make you feel good? Is it going to mm. work? Um, and essentially. Styling is about how it makes you feel. Do you feel good? Do you feel mm. nice and clean? And yeah, uh, when you when you when you wake up in the morning, you walk into a room. Does it feel fresh? And um, because essentially you're embarking on a new stage in life, and this is a mm. new chapter. You want to turn the page and and start afresh. Yeah, so. that's right. And I've um, I think a lot of people also take the chance to create something completely new because that's their chance. They have lived 40 yes. years in their country-style house and now they finally move into a more contemporary retirement resort or village and then they have a brand new place. Everything's modern, contemporary, and most times the furniture doesn't fit there size-wise and also style-wise. It doesn't look good, so that's a great chance for people to do something new. But, yeah, I think some of them are doing it, but others have really have problems to maybe visualize how that would all work and that's kind of um, what I love to do is helping people mix and match stuff so taking a few of their old things and then bring in some modern and yes. functional pieces and um, yeah I like what you've said because it's exactly what it's all about trying to find the right pieces for a smaller space so um, that it, a piece that is functional and versatile but looks good as well that's right and that that small piece can still can represent a lot of memories of the old place, of the history, of the family, yeah. perhaps of the person that gave it to them. Mm. It it, uh, it can say a lot, um, and everyone must appreciate in this age of digitization, everything is getting smaller, more compact, but has a lot of meaning still. Yeah, and that's um. Uh, while you just mentioned that, I've um, done another podcast a, a while ago with a lady. She does these um, memory books. So that's great. So she's someone who comes in and helps empty nesters doing um, – photo. she does a sort of a consultation, then she photographs everything, puts it in a digital book, and the book can be printed as many times as you like, mm. and you have something to take with you. So you could have the one chair or the one – artwork or something and then the rest in a book and then you have it and you can even have it reprinted later on and give it as a present to mm. whatever children friends i don't know anyone and that's really great so it's really more the it's not the things in itself that keep them you know they keep them or trigger the memories it's sort of our that's right. Our, um, how do you say that? As an ex-photographer, I can yeah. appreciate that, that, that a picture tells a yeah, stories. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, you have been a photographer, yes, haven't you? Right. Maybe and share that little story for five minutes, oh, a bit absolutely. of a sidetrack. Yes, <laughs> and a lot of my work was interior work, with, yeah. and in fact with furniture and with people lying around on furniture. 
So I've had a long history and I've looked at furniture from all sorts of different angles, from aesthetic as well as the uh, the difficulty with perhaps getting it out the door. But uh, yeah. yes, it, very very interesting. All of the memories that 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 a piece can conjure, and of course this is this comes back to to what the style is all about. How, how does it make you feel? Um, does it make you feel old and dowdy, or does it make you feel fresh and clean and new again? Mm. So I'm sure you could recommend the right pieces. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that's right. It's all about um, yeah, what I promote in my book, Downsize with Style as well, to do some planning before you move and before you call the relocation yes. specialist because then you can brief him better if you know what you want and if you know what's fitting actually in the new space. So this is my book has a big chapter about space planning and how to measure a space and how to measure your furniture and how to check out before you even move what's going to fit so then you can exactly tell, okay, this is not going, this yes. is going, this yes. is going, and so on. That's right. Which would um, make it a bit more easy. Um, yeah, what else could we talk? Um, so the decluttering and donating to charities, that's a good thing too. I just yeah, heard that you're doing this as well. Um, do you work with any other Businesses in that sense, like, or, or do you just, if people ask you, oh my God, what, what happens if you come to a place which is f where a hoarder lives, which is full of stuff, and I mean, you are not going to pack that all, aren't you? <laughs> yes, the, the hoarder what, is, what, what is, I, is an interesting species. That, yes, uh, it's an unfortunate affliction. Uh, I think there's a little bit of it in all of us. Certainly there isn't me. <laughs> and people are constantly drowning me with uh, pieces that they don't <laughs> find necessary for their new lifestyle. However, um, yeah, yeah, we have, uh, we've had a lot of experience with the charity shops. And, the, and, and just on this subject, we've got to understand that they – They they've got businesses to run as well. They they pay rent on on their properties. Uh, they've got limited floor space. So there are certain standards of furniture mm. that they like. They're not just a dumping ground because if things don't sell, it it costs them to get rid of yeah. it as well. So yeah, exactly. Um, so one of the things we can do is is just give people an understanding of okay, yes, Vinnie's would take that. Oh no, they can't take that because of so and so. Mm. So really, that needs to go to the tip. So that yeah, that's part of just sorting things out. Uh, so and quite an important part because obviously things have got to go somewhere. Yeah. So mm. that's um, that is one of the the first hurdle basically everyone has to overcome when they want to downsize. What I found it's kind of and it's the major um, cause for procrastinating the, the decision yes. because people sit there in these big houses and. Um, Just say, I know we have to downsize or we want to do that, but we don't know where to start. I don't have no idea where to put all, get rid of all my stuff or how to sort it out. So this is the major topic. I mean, I'm, when I talk to him, I'm always <laughs> for the constantly decluttering process throughout the year. So this is what I do at my home. I just keep on going through wardrobes and stuff every few months if I find something and say, oh god that stuff no one uses so I just do on one day two hours and do this you know and then once you do that you keep on you have a level of stuff at home which you can manage quite easily 
But um, yeah, it's hard to um, get started after 50 or 40 years in a house. Yes. This is quite overwhelming. Yes, particularly large houses with, with a lot of storage. Uh, yeah. Uh, and external storage as yes. well. Yes. On I, top. <laughs> indeed. I, yes, I have actually packed for, for places where we've found rooms where there are, well, in fact, almost the size of a, of a studio apartment full of gear that has just been happily forgotten about mm. and it needs to be gotten rid of. So, yeah, um, obviously we're not all in that, at that stage, but, but we're not as, uh, Disciplined as you are, Bettina. Yeah, I know. And, and I'm very this. German and very but disciplined. Is, but, <laughs> but, like, coming back to that question, what do you do in that case? If you come to a home where it's, I mean, there's different oh, levels oh, oh. of clutter. You know, people have stuff, then some have more than others. Some I've seen houses where only a couple of rooms were cluttered, like the main area was okay, but then they had an office which was really all over the place. But what do you do if, if the whole house, you know, I mean, the hoarders, that's a kind of... People them. are, it's, it's, um, what do you say? It's kind of being ill, you know? It's, it's not a, they don't want to do that. There's this really more severe cases. There and are. so, do you, what do you do then? Do you get help from someone else or? Well, I, I think the first thing to do is to tell them how much it's going to cost. And I, to move the whole thing and to do it. <clears throat> and I think that, that in itself, <laughs> excuse me. That in itself is enough, or is often sufficient to shock them into some sort of action. All right. um, we we can we can help in lots of ways by by suggesting we'll take half of it away to the tip straight away. Um, in 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 some cases, but but of course the hoarder is a, a special person who mm. who doesn't want to see things go to the tip um, because there's going to be a use for it one mm. day. <laughs> I think. Yeah, yeah. However, um, but I mean, they could the never case. move so into a, into a smaller it, place. You can't take mm. that all into a retirement village, for example, or somewhere. So that's they right. they wouldn't take it in there. They have maybe an apartment there. So it's um, that's right. So it's really you, hard to yeah. There's some hard decisions to be made whether or not it's it's using a professional to mm. to to move it, sort it to, out. to sort it, to to throw it out. Uh, but but it's. It's always good to have an objective view, yeah. to have a view from the outside, and 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 an unbiased. I, th I think we give a fairly straightforward answer. We're not trying to make five thousand dollars out of moving a house full of junk. Um, we're just say, you know, this this is going to cost you a heck of a lot of money to do this, this, and this. Let's, you know, this is your best option. So. Mm. Uh, uh, it, it, and and often people can see that um, you mean well, and and that they're getting an objective yeah opinion from someone with a lot of experience from someone and from so. someone who is not family or not friend you yeah, know yeah right. yeah that's right that's the good thing so so, so um, yeah I mean that's the best option obviously they've got themselves into that particular pickle if, if they're hoarding. Um, so they need some external help yeah. of one sort or another. External, that's another good word, storage. I've come across a few people who had, like a, some have moved already into a smaller space, but they now found out they have far too much stuff 
And on top, they have external storage. Somewhere in Sydney, a big, in a warehouse, yes. sitting lots of stuff, which costs them hundreds of dollars every month. Yes. So <laughs> Sometimes. That two is, or three. So you, um, could you help to sort this out as well? Like if someone has moved already, but has this storage and doesn't know how to sort this out, like... Yes, this is a common issue as well. well uh, it's a common issue. Sometimes, sometimes they may need... Well, there are lots of solutions, but, but sometimes they might need a little bit of extra storage, in fact, so that they've got room to store things. You know, um, typically, things are stored in a unit which is just big enough to hold, hold everything. Of course, you can't sort it out from there because all you can see is the front door, essentially. Yeah, so uh, how does that work? Uh, like, basically, what I had that case once, and the lady sort of, she knew, oh, my God, I have that stuff, and it costs her a lot of money. Yes. But she then she told me every time she goes there, they she has to pay an hourly rate. She is on that ground sorting through their stuff. So it's kind of either she needs to get everything out. So what, what would be the I, – I was not really sure what – What's the best way to sort, to do this? I mean, but one thing is sure they should get rid of that because it costs, imagine mm. what they could do mm. with all that money That's every right. month. That's right. You know? That, yes. The, the, so, um, so they can take it out a quarter, yeah. quarter of it away to the house, sort it out, bang, or, or, or else that really requires the effort to go into it to, to even get a get a larger unit, move um, it into a larger unit so that the least got space to pull things apart. Look, look, what's in the Well, box? if you say Let's unit, you mean that. in the storage in house, the storage, in the storage place. place. So short term, it might cost them a little bit more, but they say to themselves, "Okay, well, we're going to over a period of a month, we will we will um, yeah. buy the unit next door and use that to sort." Oh, so ba basically, yeah. rent another so bigger space, take so stuff that's, out. That's an option. Yeah. Um, and the furniture, the bigger furniture pieces, that could be, could be you. Like I, we could call and say, "Oh, I have whatever five tables, three cupboards. I don't know, ten chairs. They need to go to the salvos." Yeah. Would you do that as well, again, or is, is yes? Again, again, it's just a case of so, assessing it. This mm, is rubbish. That yeah. could go to charity. Why don't you utilize that piece? Everyone's got a white piece nowadays, or whatever mm. it might be, or this piece might work well in there. Mm. Uh, your, your daughter might use this for yeah. whatever. Uh, but it's just putting the ideas and solutions into people's minds, and, and and if you like, forcing them to make the decision. Yeah, and basically, what they they need then to rent either a. A little truck or something, because that's another hurdle. They, in that case, I was talking about the lady is living on the northern beaches, but her storage is in the hills district somewhere. Mm. So she needs. I mean, there's one thing to go there. I like that idea. You said just rent a bigger space for one month and sort out the boxes you can take in your car or whatever. But if that's bigger furniture pieces, you don't have. Usually, people don't have these trucks or utes at home where they can load up a whole wardrobe or a dining table. So you have to the best what I if I understand you right is to go there, sort it out, make stickers, salvos, home, whatever, yes, yes. and then either hire bang, bang. a bigger 
or a small truck or whatever and some people helping you or maybe someone like okay. you who goes there and Getting removalists it, it yeah. is the best way to go. Yeah, because, uh, yeah, especially if it's elderly people, you can't carry that stuff with you. This it's, is, it's done quickly and it's done yeah. effectively. Oh, uh, that's good now. That's issues. a good solution mm. for that, yeah. Uh, yes, it's, it is a quite a common problem <laughs> that people have extra storage around the place. Um, yeah. Sometimes as a, as a product of downsizing, that the again the decisions haven't been made about okay we're getting rid of this we're getting rid yeah of but that costs a lot of money keeping keeping that stuff in in storage for years it's procrastination yeah um, oh the, my the god point, it's got to go at some stage and at some better sta- sooner than later yeah exactly because, because if you live in the new place and you haven't used that stuff the last ten years <laughs> you won't be using it in the future this is always and mostly the kids don't want it either. <laughs> <laughs> People think, oh, that's for my children, but they—that's just they may—they may want a one piece or something, but not the whole lot of set of dining chairs and, and stuff. All right. Exactly. Oh my! So that's great. So we have a solution for the external storage now. <laughs> exactly, and just on that point, yeah. Uh, um, uh, you know, as we all age, we 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 do get a little bit stuck in our comfort zones with regards to style of furniture and usually guess the new generations uh, have their own view of what style is and and they don't particularly want that piece from the 30s or the 40s or yeah exactly although there is a bit of a there is a a little bit of a a rush on the 50s yeah it's very popular at the moment but 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 it's not you know that particular piece is not necessarily what's wanted so that's actually another point um that just comes into my mind a lot of people think no one is going to pay anything for their stuff but what they don't know is like you just said mid-century furniture is so popular at yes. the moment yes. and people pay a hell lot of money yes. you only have to go to down to um alexandria yes. to the big auction houses mitchell roads emporium mm. it's full of stuff it's full of no i love these places because you do the you can find the most beautiful things. Yes. And, I mean, there's so much mid-century furniture. And um, this is another thing people don't know. Very popular. What What's what's other? So they say, ah, oh, I only get this. I, I won't get anything. I don't even do the effort to put it up on Facebook or on Gumtree or go to one of these places. But I um, I recently called... Um, called one of the uh, Mitchell Road Emporium, and they take furniture on commission... So you can send them pictures, say, I have this and this and this. Would you take that? Then they tell you, yes, we take it. We'll take it for three months and we estimate we get, I don't know, let's say $50 per chair or yes. whatever. Yes. And then if you agree with that, you can bring it there. They leave it there for three months. And then after that, you have to, if it's not sold, you have to take it back or they bring it to the tip. But at least you can try it. Then it's sitting there in a massive, massive Hall of mm. stuff. That's really good too. So it's a lot of. Um, I think it's also a lot about educating, especially this baby boomer generation. What's what's available? You know what options there are. Because I heard that so often. Oh, I don't get anything. But on the other hand, it's better to get two hundred dollars than nothing, isn't it? Like 
Absolutely. So, I mean, I, there's always the option to bring it to the tip or to yes. the a Salvation Army, but if yeah. you get even $200, that, that's that, great. That's right. And then there's, and there's the gum tree option. And yeah, exactly. Option and most people these days have got the capacity to just take a picture. And, yeah. And it's, and it's very, very simple. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is what I'm always talking about in my decluttering strategy yes. yeah but it's it's i find there's still a lot of people who don't do it who don't use the option yes either it's they think it's too complicated mm -hmm. or they don't know how to do it but still i mean most have children they can show them how to put up a gum tree so easy that's right or and uh, uh, there are lots of others there's ebay and, yeah. and yahoo yeah, yeah uh, um, i've actually had an example of during the move, the lady decided, no, I'm going to get rid of that outdoor furniture. And before we'd packed the truck, it was sold and someone was going to come around and get it. As quickly See? as that. So that's great. That's how yeah. easily it can be done. Yeah. So Fantastic. All right. So that was really interesting. Um, is there anything else you would like to share or <laughs> tell people while you are here on the podcast? Well, that, that's, a, that's it. But we can't... <clears throat> Forget the human side. I mean, the reason people have difficulties with downsizing, the, the reason people have difficulty getting rid of their possessions is because of the human attachment mm. that we have to inanimate objects. <coughs> Excuse me. And and so <coughs> it's it's nice to deal with people who who have a have a bit of empathy for for that situation. I can empathise because I'm, I've got more than a little bit of hoarder in me as well, and and I'm constantly having to <coughs> overcome that. But uh, so it, it's it's not just a black and white thing. Yeah. Um, there's that that human side, and and if you can find someone who's got a good service ethic, uh, then. The, exactly. Then the whole process is a lot easier. And it's also, this is what I mentioned before, it's also um, having all these partners who can help in that, like I just mentioned, that lady with the books. That's yes. a great yes. thing to do or digitizing, you know. It, it's or my one of my favorite suggestions is, like if people have stuff they are really attached to, Usually what happens, it's somewhere sitting in a box in a cupboard somewhere and then they move and then they, I said, okay, if you want to keep this thing, why don't you place it somewhere where you can see it? Like, you know, in your new home, make a little display or put it out there. Not Don't hide it again for the next 30 years in a yes. cupboard because you love it, obviously, and you take it with you. So try to incorporate it into your home. I don't know. There's many ways you can do it, but not hiding it again, you know, and rather embrace the thing and celebrate it, you know, and then you see it every day and it makes you happy. I agree. I agree. Uh, yes, I have a little, a little glass, a little glass that my mum gave me. Um, and of course, mum's given me hundreds and hundreds of things, <laughs> most of which I look at and think, I, Told mum a thousand times not to buy me another shirt because I don't like it or whatever the thing might be. However, this my mum likes uh, likes her art, and this is a beautiful little piece she bought in Spain. And 
And I just use it as a, as a little candle holder. So every time yeah. I light a candle, I think of her. And it's just a little thing, but I don't need all of the other things she's given me because this thing alone can remind me of See. it. Wonderful. That's a great finishing line. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, it was great um, to do this podcast with you today. And um, thanks for sharing your tips and your story. And if anyone wants to know more about uh, Conway and his business, Relax and Move, check out his website, www.relaxandmove.com. Thank you, Katia. Not a problem. If you like what you have heard, please leave a rating on iTunes and share the podcast with your friends and community. Um, and if you are also interested in That's practical decluttering strategies or how to prioritize what to keep and how to optimize storage in your new home, check out my amazing new workshop. Um, called Downsizing 101, which will start in November on the northern beaches here in Sydney. And to learn more about it, please visit my website www.downsizewithstyle.com. Thank you so much for listening today. Stay tuned and until next time. Cheers. Cheers.